Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogbin and I am the creator of the three weekly episodes that are produced. Wealth Wednesday, the A to Z of business on Friday and a longer content piece or interview on a Monday. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast if you think it would support and help somebody else. Hello, Conscious Leadership Leaders. This episode is around energy and how we infect and affect not only ourselves, but others as well. And it has come around about through a clubhouse room I was involved in the other day, as I am most mornings. And somebody asked the question. And the situation was that this individual was quizzical about why they in particular get a really weird vibe about somebody when they're in the same room. They don't know them. And there's more in this episode as we go through about some of the, I'm going to say, my solutions to the problem, if you like, because I'm a bit of a problem solver. But I'm also, as you probably have already gathered, um, I am a human behaviourist. I know why people do what they do, sometimes before they even know why they do what they do. Anyway, this individual gets a really weird vibe when somebody enters the room and they don't get a particularly good feeling from them. And somebody in the room said, you know, you walk into a room and some people lighten you up um, and they and they give you positive emotions. Other people walk into the room and they bring the room down and give you negative emotions. And somebody added on, there's a lot of people who can make you happy. Sometimes it's when they enter the room and sometimes it's when they leave the room. And that's what this episode is going to be around. So hang in to the end. It's probably going to be quite a long one. I might even put this out in two episodes dependent. So when we think about how we operate within the world and how we deliver our message, basically we are a bundle of emotion and that's what we emit. And it's not always when we are face to face. It's also when we are non face to face, you know, over the phone. Uh, We don't always have to see people to get the feeling. So this is this is the thought processes and this is um, partly my contribution and well, a few people's contributions, mainly mine because I got on a bit of a soapbox, as you can probably imagine if you've listened to some of the other episodes I've um, created on the Conscious Leadership podcast. But your emotions are connected to your physical body and your physical body taps into, of course, it does your belief system. So it taps into the biological processes within your body, which are creating change. So it's normal. We get feelings off of other people. We emit feelings off of to other people. And energy is transferable to good and bad. And if you've listened to some of my other episodes, you will quite often hear me say, I have a shield around me. And if I know where I am going and I know who I am going to meet, or I know somebody is in a particular place, a particular mood, a particularly energy energy field, energetic field themselves, and I don't want to catch that, I put a shield up. And it doesn't get through the shield to get to me. So I I don't take on board somebody else's energy when I am prepared. And sometimes I have a shield around me a lot of the time because sometimes it seeps in. So anyway, energy is transferable. 
both good and bad energy. And when we communicate, we say something based in our energy, from our energy. And dependent on whether we are managing that, which in some instances we need to, and some instances we don't, we automatically, based on another person's energy, and I say automatically, it's an intuitive process until we know better, take an immediate like or dislike to the individual. Now, there's a lot more to that, a lot more. It's not the only thing by any stretch of the imagination. But if we don't know or we don't think about it, we have an instant intuitive reaction to an individual. So if you're in a positive flow, you're going to feel the negative energy. And when you know how, and potentially automatically, you'll put a barrier up against the other person. If somebody comes into a room and they've got a, a, a real cob on, for want of a better word, they're in a negative place, they're emitting negative energy, they are not putting a barrier up, they're not protecting themselves from what's going on, they're not thinking about what's going on. And if they are a high sender, I'll talk about that more in a minute, but if they are a high sender, people in that room will, will feel that difference in energy. And that happens both positively and negatively. And negative energy infects people quicker than positive energy. Now, let's think about communication. So people don't always have to speak words as I am now to emit that energy. There's a piece of research long, done a long time ago. It's very often communicated in, in a, inappropriately and people don't always have all of the research that it was done on. But basically, 93% of all communication is not verbal. So it's your body language and tone of voice. Now, your body language accounts for over half of the message that you will send to anybody at any one time. You can say what you like, but people will believe your body language and your tone of voice over your words. And that is even more important and more prevalent when emotion, when the message is emotionally um, delivered. So if you, if you are a people watcher and if you're not, give it a go. Watch people, turn the sound off on the TV if it's the only way you can do it. Or people watch if you're on the tube, on the train, on a bus, walking along the street, you're driving. Look at other drivers. And in the main, as a general concept, you will know what's going on for them without hearing the words. You will pick it up. So how you display your energy is infectious. You infect people with your energy and you affect people with your energy. Now, what we all have to remember is that we are all spirit. And if we are all spirit, we are all energy. And how we use our energy is absolutely vital to the results we get. So if I actually expressed this podcast in a monotone voice, in a monotone way, with no inflection, and I spoke really quietly, you would tune out, you would turn off. Now, you might tune out and turn off as I am delivering this now, because you may not be interested in the subject, but you won't, you probably won't tune out because of how I am communicating. 
although you might, because we've all got our own thing going on. And I hope you're not. Carry on listening. So we are all senders and receivers of emotion. And emotion is energy in motion. Depending on how we put ourselves into the world, we are sending something. And depending on how we put ourselves into the world, we receive something. We can be both high senders or low senders and high receivers or low receivers. And that is dependent on how we are using our energy in the moment. We can be one or the other and people's power can be very persuasive. And people have power that they don't know they have and use it. And I'm going to say they use their power randomly because they don't actually know they have it. So think about the power you have. Think about the energies you emit. Think about whether you're emitting positive energy or negative energy. Think about how you are infecting and affecting others. And this is where self-awareness is absolutely key. And what I'm also going to say to this, as individuals, we carry conflict with us. Now, we don't need to be in conflict that the people that we are surrounding ourselves with in that moment. But if we have been in conflict with somebody or something previously to enter in a room and we don't clear that negative emotion, we carry that into the room with us as our energy. And I can say a lot, lot more on this, as you can probably imagine. But our energies are transferable and transformational for us and others. You are, I am, we all are creating our own reality. So think about, and this is for everybody, we all choose how we feel. And we can feel differently about anything when we look at the thing that we are allowing to let ourselves feel in a certain way about. Now, I know that's a convoluted sentence, but think about it. We all choose how we feel. So I asked the individual that brought this subject to the room, <clears throat> had they actually spoken to the person that was creating this negative aura, this negative vibe, this negative feeling with them? Had they actually spoken to them? And had they actually analysed what was going on for them and what this individual did that created that feeling within them? And this is key. Because when we do that, so we have an instant reaction to somebody or something, we don't really know what it's all about. We don't know really why we feel like that. Something triggered us. But when we analyse what the situation is or speak to the individual or you know, if that is possible, we can then look at what the root cause is. And what I also want to add into this is that in the moment, we are being in the moment, we're having a really good time, but something niggles us because everything is in balance. Everything is in balance. We're having a great time and then something happens and it, and it bangs us a little bit in the face and we're like, what was that about? I'm having a great day. But everything is in balance. So when we get support, when we're having a great time, we also get challenge from somewhere. Everything is in balance. It keeps us in balance. 
So if we meet someone and we're thinking, woof, not sure about you, it creates a feeling that intuitively just happens. We can choose our feelings. We can choose our feelings. We can choose how we choose to feel about something or someone. We can choose how we behave and how we interact with people. And sometimes what triggers us from somebody else is something that we see within ourselves, but we don't always recognize it in ourselves, but we can recognize it in others. So sometimes that feeling is actually a feedback loop. And this is important to think. We get feedback and we don't always recognize its feedback. By looking at it, by analyzing the thing that it, by analyzing ourselves, we can work out what it is that's triggered it. And then we can, and once then when we know what's triggered it, we can work out where it comes from or why it comes. And in, of course, in reality, sometimes we don't have to deal with that person. We don't have to interact with that thing. We can take them out of our lives. What we also have to remember is that we, we have, sometimes we have to manage our emotions. And I said earlier, I do know, depending on what I'm doing, especially if I'm going into an environment where I don't know everybody that's in there, I have a shield. I put a shield up. Now, everybody can do that. Clearly, you have to learn how, but you can do it. So you are conscious of what's going on and what's, and what's going on, what's coming at you and what you're putting out. Now, one of the things that I also believe in is that people's emotions can affect us. But I also believe that we are our own placebo. We can heal ourselves. We don't always have everything we need, but we don't always need drugs. We don't always need pharmaceuticals. And of course, prevention is better than cure. And of course, some things happen and we need medical assistance, but we can heal ourselves. So what's all this got to do with energy? People who have been given six months to live, quite often by a man in a white coat, the man with the power, quite often live into that six months death sentence. Lots of evidence prove, proves this to be true. And it's because they've been told by a man in the white coat, so they believe the man in the white coat because they are the power, they have the authority, they know what they're talking about. And they take it into the belief system, into their own belief system, and they live to that belief system. So what we have to be careful about, cautious about, conscious of, is who has the power over us? Who do we give the power to? Who do we believe about these things? Do we believe ourselves? And where have our beliefs come from? And this is this whole thing around where self-awareness is really, really, really important. When we work with our subconscious through to our conscious, we create the we create the beliefs, we create the principles that then generate and create the habits. And the principles of how we want to live our life is absolutely what we can all do. And when we create the principles of how we want to live our life, we can put the shield up. We can communicate with others even if they're giving us not a great vibe. We can find out what is going on for them because we then control ourselves. 
When we control ourselves, we can control what we put out into the world. So then we can control our end results. And what then came out in this room when I questioned the person that had brought the subject in was they basically said there's no real rhyme or reason for them having anything negative about the person. It's just that's how they feel when they come in. Which then takes me back to the person that comes into the room is sending an emotion, they're sending energy that the individual I'm talking to has received. So two things, look at why they're, look at the individual as to why they're receiving it and then ask the question of the person, find out what's going on for the person that's bringing that stuff in because not everybody knows the information, energy and emotion that they're putting out into the world. And not everybody knows how to manage it, to control it, to emit something different or to shield themselves against it. Are people receptive to being influenced by other people's energy? Yes, 100% absolutely. The more you know about this, the more impact and influence you can have, not only on yourself as to what you receive, but also on yourself as to what you put out. When you're a high receiver, you take on board other people's emotions and energies very easily. And when you are a high sender, you put out the energy that you're emitting, both for good and for bad, and you put it out on a very high frequency. We can be high senders and high receivers, and we can be low senders and low receivers, depending on what's going on for us. Now, I know I'm a high sender of emotion. And I want to set you a, uh, an exercise to do a test, if you, if you like. And I learnt this stuff, which is a technical word for me, as if you've listened to some of the other um, episodes, you will know. I learnt this stuff decades ago. I've almost forgotten where I learnt it from, to be honest, but I've so taken it on board that I can now just do it. Now, here's a test for you. Go into a room, a networking room, a meeting, um, I don't know, an auditorium, go and listen to somebody speak. Get yourself in a room of people. You may know them, you may not. Doesn't really matter how you do this. Go to the back of the room. Sit at the back of the room and say nothing. Just be there with your presence. And when you're being there with your presence, saying nothing, you're not emitting any sound, see what happens. Give it a go. Give it your best attempt. And as somebody said to me, you must be a weirdo. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I am, but that's all right. Sit there, say nothing and see what happens. Now, I've tested this and genuinely... I can sit there and do nothing and people turn around and look at me. Now, I've tried this over and over and over again and it always happens. Something I do, something I don't do, I don't know what it is. Now, this is from a woman who used to be able to walk into a room and stand in a corner and people would not even know I was there. So something has changed in my energy, a switch has flipped this is a really good exercise for you to practice. And then 
when you get a little bit more confident at it or a little bit more able with it, change the mood that you are emitting. Give a really positive energy vibe out into the room. And then flip it and give a really negative, a negative vibe out into the room and see what happens and see what changes. We have to communicate. We are communicating all of the time, whether we're speaking or not. We communicate through our energies. We communicate through our body language. We communicate through a tone of voice. Even a squeak is a communication. It doesn't have to be a word. Now, the, the, the person that did this initial um, research back in the day, he's still alive, or he was last time I checked, he's well in his 70s now, is a guy called Moravian. Now, I've read this book. I've read his research. The book is now out of print. I can't get hold of a copy of it, and I have tried. When he did the initial research, he basically looked at how we attract or repel and how we are attracted or repelled. And it starts the minute we are born. So as a baby, we are attracted to and repelled from. Now, when we understand what this really means, we can utilise our energies to be the best version of who we can be. And when he did, when Morabian did this work, he, he did a lot of work on the immigration and the emigration from countries, cities, towns, from schools and villages. He did it across countries. And he looked at the patterns of what attracts people to and repels people from. And it's all around our energy and how we put ourselves out into the world and what we create out into the world that attracts or repels. If any of you are in property, you know that if you're looking for a tenant, what energy do you need to put into the house, into the room, into the advert to get the right tenant? And if you don't bother about that sort of stuff, if you're not bothered by making your rooms look good, I'd really question what type of tenant you're going to receive because it's an energy process and an energy transference. So I've studied this for decades. I mean, seriously, for decades. And I'll tell you a story. I used to work in a massive open plan office. This was three plus decades ago. And at the time, there was possibly, I don't know, 70 or 80 people in the room. And my desk was diametrically opposite the entrance to the office. Now, I didn't know this stuff at the time. And I used to walk into that office and my normal everyday personality would be I'd walk into the office, I'd smile, I'd say good morning, I'd walk across the office to my desk and I'd work. What I didn't realise was that if I was in a bad mood, for whatever reason, I could have been in conflict at home, could have had an argument at home, could have had a bad car journey into the office, whatever it was. I'd come into the office. I wouldn't say good morning. My head would be down and I would, would, as it was described to me, stomp across the office to my desk. And then I'd work and I wouldn't say anything. I'd work. And my description of this, I'd work furiously for want of a better word. So I would, I would work fast and hard. Now, what I didn't realise was that how I entered that office affected the mood of the office because my energy seeped out into the office. And of course, I walked across the in 
entire office, right through the middle of it. Now, I didn't know this stuff then. And what happened one day, I walked in, I was in a bad mood, I'd had an argument at home, wasn't a happy bunny. I remember it because of the conversation that ensued. Walked into the office, got to my desk, wasn't happy, worked furiously, sat there for half an hour or whatever, working away, looked up and there was a group of three women standing in front of me and one of them said, can we have a conversation with you? And my response, no, I'm busy. And they said, we need to have a conversation with you. Can you give us some time? And then one of them told me the impact I had on the office. Now, there was three of them having that conversation with me because I'm going to say that's the courage they felt they needed to come and have the conversation, to have the communication, because they didn't know how I was going to take that communication. And again, it's one of the biggest pieces of feedback I've ever had. Now, we all have that capability. We can turn it on and we can turn it off. And if you think about us all being in business and us all wanting the best result for us, for our loved ones, for our families, whatever it is we're doing, whatever our mission is, we have to be out there. This is whether we're job, we've got a job, whether we're our own boss, whether we're transitioning, whether we're looking for promotion, whether we're looking for our first job, we have to be out there. Now, energy doesn't have to be loud. We just need to tune that energy into positivity. Tune that energy into goodness. Tune that energy into love. Tune that energy into something that is attractive to others. Then we get better results and they get better results as well. Remember, go and sit in that room exercise. Try it. Just be there. When you meet people in a normal way, the formalities, the mood of the room, where we're setting, where we're sitting, the setting of the room actually sets the tone for the meeting, how you're dressed, what you look like. And they say that within the first couple of minutes of meeting somebody, you sort of work out who they are and what they're about even before they open their mouth. And I think the old, eight old adages of this is you only get um, one opportunity to make a first impression. impression. So think about how do you go into the meeting? Are you smiling when you're talking? Have you got a smile on your face? Are you upset? Are you frowning? Are you contributing? Are you asking questions? Are you expressing your opinion? Are you answering the questions? The point I'm making is that body language plays a big part. It's over half of the message that other people receive from us. Your physiology of your body, so how you're breathing, how you hold your head, makes a difference to how you are coming across. We can see if somebody's happy. We can hear if somebody's happy because of their tone. Now, what happened in the example that I'm giving here is that the person who didn't feel great about the individual that walked into the room, I asked that individual if they had had a conversation um, I asked that individual if they had analysed what had happened and basically they hadn't. But what they did do, they shared how they felt with somebody else in the room. And what they said was, they'd asked them if they felt the same. And guess what? They did. They felt exactly the same. And here's the thing, you know, some people will walk in a room and it will piss everybody off. 
but some people don't. And everybody has their own perception. So somebody can find somebody a really good positive person and other people can find them incredibly annoying. And that's because everybody has an individual perception of everybody else. So I dealt, I delved deeper because language is very important on the responses we get from others. There's more on this. I asked the individual that had shared this situation what they had actually said to the person that had agreed with them. So I said two options. Do you find that person has a negative aura? Or did you find that that person is putting off a negative vibe? Or something along those lines. Or did you say, what do you know about blah de blah How do you know them? Have you met them before? Type conversation. Two very, very different options there. The questions you ask, the statements you make promote a response. And it can be called, or it is called, confirmation bias. We'll come on to a bit more about that. What the person shared was they had said to this other person, is that person giving off a negative vibe? Are you getting the same feeling as I am getting with it. Are you getting the same negative vibe from this particular person? And the answer was yes. So my response was, when we are talking to somebody, even if the words are bland, that our tone of voice, remember tone of voice and body language create 93% of the message. If you're talking to somebody, and you're asking those types of questions, your tone of voice will indicate what you're feeling. Your body language will indicate what you're feeling. Now, let me take this to another level. Please remember, nothing sits in isolation. Everything is connected. The power that you as the individual, the person that I was talking to, the individual, and you, so this is about you as well, who's listening to this, the power that you hold in a room will have influenced the individual that you talk to. The power you hold in a room will influence an individual to agree with you. If you have a positional power, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have a positional power that is above their positional power, your influence power, <clears throat> excuse me, your influence power increases because of your positional power. Not all the time. I'm making a really big point on this one. You become the person in the white coat. And the person that you are talking to may not be prepared to disagree with you because of your power. They will agree with you whether they agreed or not, because they're not going to say they don't. And please remember, everything links together. Nothing sits in isolation. Dependent on the power you have in the room and dependent on, and in this scenario, they have said to somebody, 
um, do, are you getting the same feeling as this as I am about this negative? I'm going to now introduce something else called transparency, which links to gossip. Depending on your power in the room, you have by asking somebody else about the inf individual, so the person that you're having a bad feeling about, you've influenced them potentially about their feeling about the other person. So when we share what we think and what we feel, and when we are talking about somebody else, and this happens all of the time in business, unless we learn how to become transparent, which is about speaking the truth. And when we're transparent, we have the conversation with the other person rather than spreading it around others and involving them in it. Potentially, you've influenced the person that you've asked if they get in the same feeling as you by your mannerisms, by your words, by the energy you display and by your facial and bodily expressions. You're telling them that you're not feeling good about that person. They pick up on that. They then connect contagiously that negative vibe about the other person. We spread what we think and feel about others by how we act. We all do it all of the time. And that's where when we are transparent, and I do run a program on this, when we are transparent, we become more careful, we become thoughtful, we become mindful about how we communicate our stuff about other people and the messages we deliver. We also become more careful, more thoughtful, more mindful about the messages we receive. And that comes back to the principles of how we operate within the world and what we put out into the world. When I was in the corporate world, you, you see this a lot. You see it a lot in meetings. You see it a lot around the water coolers or whatever you have in offices nowadays. I haven't worked in an office for quite a while. But if the main person, the chief exec, the, you know, the director, the head of the division, the, your manager um, has a view about someone or something, many people follow that view. And they follow the view until sometimes some might eventually go, no, I don't agree. Or someone with more power says, no, I don't agree. And power isn't always positional. So I know I said about positional power earlier. Power isn't always positional. People can have power and not be in the position. And when this happens, the people that originally agreed potentially say, actually, that's what I was thinking as well. I just didn't want to say anything. And that's where transparency, confidence, clarity of our principles really, really feed into the power that we hold and the power and how we can influence and the power we have to disagree or agree. It's phenomenal when we tap into it. And please remember, I've done this work for over three decades. I've worked with senior teams, boards of trustees, chief execs, and up and down any hierarchy. And the power imbalance is frightening at times. And when we agree, when we don't really want to agree, it comes from people not having the courage, the confidence, whatever you want to call it, because they are in fear of something. Fear of actually expressing their own opinion and view. Because something's going to happen, or they believe 
something is going to happen. And when we don't express our own opinion and view, when we don't ask questions, when we don't express what's going on for us, and then what we think when we don't respond, when we're asked a question, and I mean truthfully respond, we minimise our own power. And this is where we end up, you end up, I ended up many years ago, living to a degree in a little bit of fear. Now, I didn't live in this place very long at all because something intuitively kicked in and I thought, what is going on? And I changed. But if you are living in that fear, you can be manipulated. And I, I've seen this too many times where leaders and managers, whatever you want to call them, destroy lives by how they manage and lead others. And if you allow people within your working environment, whatever that is, within your joint venture relationship, within your business, as a manager or as an employee, when you let people do that to you, and the more that you allow people to do that to you, what happens to you? Now, I am a great believer in freedom of speech, freedom of expression. I'm also a great believer in doing it in the best way we possibly can and learning how to do it in the best way so that we allow people to hear our message. They may not like the message, but they, are, they will hear it because of the manner in which we've delivered it. Now think about this because you will see this. If you've worked in an environment with many people or even a few people, you've seen this. When we don't express ourselves, when we don't um, express our opinions, when we don't ask questions, answer questions, when we don't put a hand up or whatever it is that we've got to do to get our words out there, you will lose self-worth. People will lose their self-esteem. People's self worth goes down their personal value goes down they absolve themselves somehow of accepting the crap that is dished out they absolve themselves of personal responsibility and then they get trapped because they don't feel good enough to do anything else now my previous episode was around personal responsibility so please go and look at that i think it's number 185 what ends up happening is that we get into a negative cycle so positively expressing ourselves, responding, asking questions, utilising your own personal power, because you've all got it, we've all got it, what we do with it is a whole other thing. How you choose to use it, to, to, how you choose to use it, how you describe what it is that you're doing by developing the courage, the bravery, the confidence, whatever the word is, not arrogantly. Um, an arrogant is a label, as is confident a label. I'll give you an exercise to do on that in another episode. When people know that you're not happy without you telling them, what you have to learn is express the unhappiness, the anger, the joy, whatever it is in a way that you get your message across that you're not happy, that you are angry, that you are full of the joys of spring. But you're not going to say, I'm not happy, and many do, because you're, you're clearly not happy because they see it. So the thing to do is, is to express the thing that you're not happy about, because happy is a label. Sometimes being poker-faced is okay, and sometimes you need to express the emotion. And it's 
there's no right or wrong to this. It's getting the message out in a way that enables people to hear it. Hear it. People need to know how you're feeling and you need to be able to express how you're feeling in a way, I've said this over and over again, that gets your message across. If you don't get your message across, the thing that's happened will happen again. Because they don't know what they've done. The other party doesn't know that they've made you unhappy. They don't know what they're doing. And unless you tell them, they will never know. Which means they continue to do the thing. And then the thing escalates. And it gets to the point where people fall out, relationships break down. And this is this whole thing. We, we do not do anything on our own. We all have to be in relationship, which means they'll continue to do the same, to do the thing and then the thing escalates and get to the point where people fall out. Now, what does this mean? This means that you break a relationship, you fall out of a relationship. And again, coming back to what, I've, what I say over and over, nothing sits in isolation. Everything we do, every success we have is created through working with other people. Now, that does not mean that we don't fall out with people, for want of a better phrase, and that relationships end. Of course they do. Not everybody is right for everything. But falling out through a misunderstanding is not the best way to do it. Work out what the problem is, because we are not all the same. Deal with it at the root cause. Get back to the root cause. Get back to the main problem. And people knowing how you feel is a good thing. And it's not necessarily about feelings. And you need to let people know how you feel. Because if you hide your feelings, they don't know. They then can't do anything about it. And then it continues because they know no different. And then it escalates. But it's not saying things like, you've just annoyed me. You've made me really unhappy. That doesn't help because it's not good feedback. So let me give you an example. And I'll make this up clearly. Say something along the lines of. You missed the deadline and because you missed the deadline, that didn't allow me to prepare for the meeting that I had to attend. That put me on the back foot and resulted in us not getting the business. That is a far better type of statement, type of communication than saying to somebody, you've just annoyed me because I don't know what that means. So when we are communicating, we communicate the facts. It is the evidence rather than it really pissed me off and made me very unhappy. People don't know what that latter option means. And if the other person doesn't know, and many people will not ask you objectively what it is they have done that has pissed you off, I would, clearly, they'll make it up. And of course, they'll make it up because they've not asked. They'll make it up from their perception. And of course, they're very, very, very often, they're completely wrong because they cannot read your mind. When we're in a working environment, we have to be able to create the persona 
where if something at home's annoyed you, upset you, pissed you off, whatever it is, then when you get into the working environment, you minimise that emotion that's sitting with you. You will carry it with you because you're in conflict. You've got to deal with it. But that in the working environment, it's not their fault that you've had an argument at home, as an example. And in a working environment, you manage it in the best way you can. If you're in a really foul mood when you get into the office or, you know, on site, whatever it is that you're doing, you do what you've got to do in a manner that you can, and in the best manner that you can do it in. And then maybe you take yourself out of play for an hour to calm down, resolve the problem, sort the problem out. And this all depends on the timing of all of this, but you take yourself out of play for an hour or however long you might need. You excuse yourself. Maybe you shut the door, whatever it is. You take yourself out. You go and sit in the car until you manage the energy and the emotion so you can get yourself back into a better state to deal with the people that you're working with. But it's managing it. You're not going to get rid of it. It's no good pushing it down because the emotion's there. You've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with the thing that creates the thing that creates the result because it all starts with us. And the other way is not to bring home work life. So many years ago, and I will say it was the love of my life, when I came in from work one day, and I'd, and I'd done this on a number of occasions, I rambled on about work, and I didn't know how many times I'd done it. He, the guy, actually turned around to me, looked me straight in the eye and said, you're really boring. I sat there in shock and said, what? And then I said, why? I asked the question. I found out what it was and it was me moaning about work. He wasn't interested. I was moaning about the people I worked with. This was, again, many years before I knew this stuff. I was moaning about the people I worked with. I was moaning about the boss. I was moaning about not so much the work because I enjoyed it, but the situation, the scenario, etc., etc. And he told me I was boring. I thought, well, I don't want to be boring in this relationship. You know, why, why, would, why would anybody want to be doing that? So I stopped. I stopped talking. And we agreed, actually, that I would have 20 minutes to offload. But I, basically, I stopped. I left work at work. I came home. I reorganised my energies on the way home. Now, this was years before I was in learning and development. It was years before I'd even thought about becoming a human behaviourist. I was working in an accounts department at the time. I was a financial accountant. Um, but I've always been a really good receiver of feedback. So again, maybe I'll do another episode on, on this. Learn how to ask and to receive feedback. And it all changed. It changed how I operated when I got in. So I didn't take the moans and the nags and the niggles of the everyday working environment home with me. I found something else to talk about. The room then went on. So this is all for, this is this whole thing that I'm talking about now is from from a room. Um, and people are, then somebody asked a question about can people give off a positive aura or a negative aura? Can anybody give them off at the same time? Um, and the answer is, in reality, we can all give off a positive aura and we can all give off a negative aura, positive vibe, a negative vibe, a positive emotion, a negative emotion, whatever you want to call it. We can all do that. What we can't do is give them off at 
the same time. Personally. Because we can only have one energy or emotion in our own head at the one time. So we're positive or we're negative. We're positive or we're negative. Now we can flip from one to the other. But we can only be one thing at the same time. Now, the people in the room, so us versus those, so we're a sender, those receiving, those receiving, depending on who they are, will perceive what we're doing related to their own experiences. So some people will receive, perceive us as being positive and some people could perceive us as being negative. It's all based on them and how they are feeling and what their previous experiences are and how they are triggered by what we do. Remember, we attract people and we repel people. We attract and repel people from our energy. We attract and repel people from who we are as the individual that we are because we will trigger something within them. Remembering that we can flip from one emotion to the other in a split second. Yes, we can. We can change within a second about the emotion that we're putting out and how we then transmit that emotion as into our words and our behaviours, into our body language, into our tone. They will, people, other people will see the behaviour they choose to look for. That's a whole nother ball game. People, and the basic concept of this is different people will perceive us differently. Remember, all of this is a two-way relationship. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please contact me on any one of the social media channels. I'm on most of them, including Clubhouse and YouTube, and my books are on Amazon. If you would like a topic discussed, please tell me. And if you have found this information useful, please share and please leave a review.